<clears throat> yep. You're good. Is what it is. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris, broadcasting live from Austin, Texas. Like always, Julie, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. And as always, it's a pleasure to be here and share the show with you. I think we're going to have a fun, exciting, and hopefully very practical and applicable show today. So looking forward to that. So this is the time of year where obviously a lot of folks, even though there's a lot of them the, uh, still snowed in, are starting to think about, you know, what can I really do to make this my best year ever? And Julie, I didn't tell you this, but we did a survey. Uh, did I even tell you we did a survey? We did a survey. I think we've gotten back probably a couple hundred responses so far. I'd have to check. And one of the questions was essentially, you know what, I can just pull it up. Survey Monkey. Yep, here it is right here. I'll tell you some statistics. So uh, guys, we're going to probably send you an email asking you to participate in the survey as well. Um, and one of the questions I asked was, what, um, okay, I'll get, well, let me, da, da, da. what is your mindset or how do you feel about 2018? Now, here's what's cool. It was only, you had three options. 2018 will be my best year ever. 2018 will be about what I did in 2017. And 2018 will produce fewer sales and less revenue than 2017. Now, I know salespeople, being one, I know this for a fact, are naturally optimistic. Uh, you have to be, right? But here's the thing. Every single one of you who've completed that survey so far feel that 2018 is going to be your best year ever. And I have to tell you guys, and you know if you're a longtime listener, follower of Julie and myself, we are naturally, cautiously optimistic. Being from Ohio, that is the way you exist. You're naturally, cautiously optimistic. It probably goes back to the you know, agricultural roots of most of the Midwest. And, you know, you want your farm fields to be good in the spring, but who the heck knows? So who knows where that mindset comes from? But you know what? This is the first year rolling into 2018 where we have just felt straight up optimistic, not even cautiously optimistic, you know, because every single person that I listen to and every person we pay attention to, every people, every single person that's our, you know, just anyone that matters to us in our lives, that we respect as far as their ability to be prognosticators of the future, financial advice, things of that nature. Every single one of them are saying that this is probably going to be the best year since 2007. Now, here's the thing. If you're just discovering us, you're discovering us at a great time. If you're discovering us and you've been listening to us for a very long period of time, chances are you've been working up to really looking for your payoff. And what Julie and I have noticed in the coaching business and life in general is that you can have a cycle of where you're going to do learning then earning now so you'll have a learning year and then you'll have an earning year a learning year and an earning year some of you have had like three or four learning years while you're getting your business ramped up getting your business to the point well frankly where you are at the point where you can make the most of this market and this is your earning year are you listening to me listeners are you listening to me coaching clients this is your year. So do not waste time. This is even true if you're new in the business. Getting ready to get started. Set all the mental masturbation stuff aside until like next winter. Do not be wasting time on looking for silver bullets. Do not waste time on your website or your logo or your CRMs or all the other things we like to make fun of. 
put your place, your mind and your mostly your actions in a place where you can start being of service to other folks, live by the credo of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, and you will make more money than you possibly can imagine. Now, we're going to share with you more survey results when we get more results in, um, but here's another fun one. So another question was, what was your total revenue in 2017? Less than 200,000, 200 to 500,000, 500,000 to a million or a million plus. And the number of people that basically were 200 to, basically the number of people that were 200 to 500, 500 to a million, a million plus are more than the total that have taken the survey so far that are less than 200,000. So if that's not gonna give you a little taste of optimism, nothing will. So drill down and stay focused. Now, Julie's got some uh, book testimonials or some book reviews, just a few of them, they're all very short. And then we're gonna get to a topic that Julie and I have been working on and off on. We, she and I have emails that go back and forth about topics. And this topic is going to be something that will appeal to all of you. It's the 16, and it'll probably work out to be 20, top questions that we get from listeners, from coaching clients, just when we get interviewed for other podcasts, when we get interviewed, like I was on, I was interviewed for some newspaper in Boston. I don't even remember the name of it, but these are going to be the top 16 to 20 questions that Julie and I get. And we're going to answer these questions in our typical, uh, you know, I guess one could argue a very effective drill down manner. So not a lot of fluff, no bullshit, just going to really drill down, answer these questions in the most succinct and to the point way that we possibly can. So before we do, Julie, we always like to share the love for all of you guys who've taken the time to help continue to make Harris Rules the number one international bestseller that it is. And when you guys give us a great review, um, I think we have closing in on 300 star reviews, a couple knuckleheads gave us only 4.9s, but look, we love you guys too, sort of. But any of that, Julie, I think you have a few reviews you'd like to read. You got it. So if you don't have your book yet, it's super easy. Just Amazon.com and put into the search Harris Rules book, and you can choose what format you want that in. So our latest reviews, first from Patrick Tuttle says, great advice here. Definitely in the top three books to read again and again. It's chock full of actionable advice, strategies, and tactics. I bought the Kindle version as well as the paperback to keep on my desk. Tim and Julie's hard-hitting, no-fluff advice is spot on. So thank you so much for that, Patrick Tuttle. Next comes from Bonnie Hart, and she writes, Tim and Julie are a put a positive spin on being a real estate agent. Whether you're a veteran or just starting out, these rules can apply to you. Sometimes we just don't know where to begin. These are great ideas to achieve at your highest level. Thank you for uh, those comments, Bonnie Hart. And one more from someone just calling themselves MG. Uh, we'll definitely use this book time and again to keep me focused and on the right track in sales. And there's a lot more, so we always like to recognize you guys, and we very much appreciate you. So thank you for that. And again, you can do this, even though it says Kindle, it'll download to any device or, of course, your paperback. And the Audible version are all available. So no excuses. Get on over to Amazon and help us keep that a number one international bestseller. Back to you, Tim. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through these points relatively quick, and this is designed to help all of you. Some of these questions you guys are going to think are too elementary, and I get that. Others of you are going to run across these questions and, and realize that, hey, you know what? I don't have that question, but I can see how when I get to this point in my production, I will have this question. So leave your mind open and be receptive of what we're going to say. And this is practical, tactical information that's designed, again, to put you in a position where you're going to move forward and make money. Now, before I get to the first question that we get, and these again, these are not in the order in which we, the frequency in which we receive these questions. These are just when Julie and I were brainstorming what we came up with. Um, we're working on a series, and this is a big, big project that Julie's taken on, which I'm thankful for. We're gonna be doing a series of shows and it might work out to be six, maybe seven shows in a row. 
where we're going to be talking about investing in commercial real estate. We're going to be talking about investing in multifamilies, investing in not just threes and fives and sixes and tens and 12 families, but investing in 50 families, 100 families, 300 families. We're going to be giving you all the specifics on how to do the math. We're going to be doing it again in our typical traditional uh, drill down way so you guys can use this immediately. We're, it's not going to be overly spreadsheety. It's just going to be basically all the hacks that we can give you to help you quickly discern whether or not an investment property makes sense. And then what we're going to do is we're going to invite on um, a couple experts who have basically followed this path and have uh, accumulated hundreds of multifamilies. And we're also then going to expose you guys to how you can go about financing these projects, either for yourself or for your customers. The financial aspects is one of the things that Julie delegated to me, learning how to basically, uh, I don't know how to finance a thousand uh, unit project, but now I do because I researched it and I'm going to share with you guys that information. So that show is coming up. And another show that we're working on, and this is something that we're still sort of tossing around, is we really want to cut through the Mickey Mouse of, of folks who seem to be overly reliant on their feelings. Oh my gosh, am I ever a cold-hearted son of a bitch for saying that? But let me explain. <laughs> it seems that so many people have believed that your success in life is directly tied to how you feel emotionally. And I think that's true. You know, really, if you feel like crap, if you don't have, you know, if your head isn't screwed on straight, I don't like to use the overly used word mindset, but if your mindset is in the gutter, then you're not probably going to accumulate much success. But here's where all that mindset thinking has come off the rails, thinking that you have to feel a certain way before you get into action. And so we're going to be doing probably one or two shows on that particular topic, because we do not want you guys to believe that your success in life in any aspect of your life is dependent on how you feel because the fact is is that your feelings change constantly throughout the day just in the few minutes you've been on this show listening to us today your feelings have changed how many different times isn't that fascinating so if you're only able to work at a high level and get results when you feel a certain way it's no wonder why you're never getting consistent results because you don't feel that way very frequently that's the reason that julie and i developed the mantra if you want to call it that of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level so we're going to be doing a show about that uh, coming up within the next couple of weeks as well. And we also have some really cool guests. So, Julie, let's go ahead and jump right into point numero uno. You got it. And this is, again, a collection from uh, different seminars, webinars, emails, text messages, interviews, all kinds of ways you guys communicate by asking your questions and things that come up. So this is a combination of those things. And uh, Tim will be interested to see your reaction to some of these questions, and then you've got in your notes some of my initial thoughts. So question number one, how can I create more business where clients know and want me rather than I'm random until proven? And I actually spoke with this agent, Tim, and really where she was driving at on this was in large part the internet leads she was getting, where the first question is, well, are you the listing agent? And then she kind of had to try and explain herself away from that, and they didn't want to talk to her unless she was. And you know, the, it, she just gets this feeling that she's interviewing all the time because she didn't know them and they didn't know her. So again, the question, how can I create more business where clients know me and want me rather than feeling I'm random until proven? And I wrote down, you know, the better you are at your center of influence and past clients and that expansion plan, the less of this you'll have to worry about. I made a suggestion of three meetups weekly, three calls daily, and one pop-by campaign monthly. Now, many of our premier coaching clients do this and they get almost instantaneous results 
We talk about that a lot on both the Facebook page and in the Premier Coaching. And then, of course, market your successes. Don't be a secret agent. Just sold calls, cards, pop buys when you are the one selling the property, whether you're on the buyer side or the seller side. Anything you'd like to add to that, Tim, to get away from being the random agent that somebody's trying out versus, hey, I know I want to work, I know I want to work with you. So there are a lot of coaching clients that are a part of Premier Coaching who spend probably 90% of their lead generation, 90% of their time chasing their centers of influence and past clients. Now, that can work, but there's a limited to where, how far that can actually take you. So here's the problem. Eventually, sooner than you think, you're going to run through your list of people that know you or know of you. And the further out you go, you know, the, the, the degrees of separation, if you will, those are people are going to be less likely to want to do business with you. So then you're back basically saying, I need to expand my centers of influence and past clients list. And then you find yourself doing, right? Then you start going to events. Then you start meeting people. Aren't you effectively prospecting? So eventually everybody runs through their list. Now, we have had literally thousands of coaching clients who can just work their centers of influence and past clients and have incredible lives based on the real estate treasure map and their business plans, when a couple of things are happening, A, they have very little expectations of their, uh, their revenue that they want to earn, which really those folks aren't working with us, or B, they have really, really high sale price, high end sale prices. And we do have, I would say, if you're working in an area where your average sale price is, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in commission results in tens of thousands of dollars in commission, and you have a really good centers of influence and past clients list, of maybe three or 400, you probably will never have to do any prospecting. You probably will just be right as rain forever. You same would be true if you work in an area where the average sale price will result in a commission of 6,000. Just have to have realistic expectations what you're going to get out of it. The realistic expectations of what you're going to get out of is where people run afoul and focusing too much on their centers of influence and past clients. Because remember, listeners, just because I am in your centers of influence and past client list doesn't mean there's not 10 other realtors who also have me in the same list who aren't also sending me the pumpkin seeds and the forget-me-nots and dropping off the this is and the that's and the other things. You know, that's the problem ultimately with not being a salesperson. A salesperson has to expand beyond their sales, their center of influence and past clients. A salesperson, which is what you guys are, that is what your real estate license says. It says real estate salesperson. I'm a salesperson. Julie's a salesperson. All of our top producers, they don't hesitate in calling themselves salespeople. Be okay with being a salesperson. Just learn to be the best salesperson that you can be. Okay, there it is. Mindset shift. You guys paying attention? Now take action on it. So yes, you can do okay with just your centers of influence and past clients, and you can build a moderate business that way. If you're blessed with a high average sale price and high commission per sale, then well, guess what? You'll probably be right as rain. But for the rest of us, you're going to have to learn to break out of just that one income spoke of your center of influence and past client list, and you're going to have to learn how to proactively generate other business. And I'll tell you, Julie, the other uh, nature of that question that she asked tells me that whoever asked you that question has not yet learned how to be a listing agent. Because the fact that she has to do the two-step, yes, the fact that she's having to do the two-step with trying to explain, and guys, look, Julie and I buy properties, and I have to tell you, I will not call the realtor that's listed on the Zillow or the uh, realtor.com that's paying for that spot. I will not call them. I will literally drop that address into Google and find out who the listing agent is and avoid calling that agent. And other smart uh, buyers are doing the same thing because they know that the agent who's basically paying to have their uh, face printed by that picture is not certainly someone who's going to know much about that property. That is just, you know, and guys, honestly, is that really how you want to build your business? trying to basically fool people into believing that's your listing. Isn't that what realtor.com and Zillow's doing? Zillow more than realtor.com. Aren't they essentially 
trying to make the consumer believe that that's your listing presented by, I mean, isn't that really what that's supposed to do? No wonder you guys feel uncomfortable chasing leads like that because you're kind of starting initiating your conversation with a little bit of a lie, maybe a white lie, but a lie nonetheless, right? So focus all your best energies every single day on becoming a powerful listing agent. Question number two, Julie, I'm gonna read it, right? Okay, Question number two. Okay, we get this question a bunch of different ways. I need a system for hiring the right people, how to train them. Okay, Julie, I'm going to preface this question. So before sure. Julie gets to her little her specific points, Julie and I laid out in the Harris Rules book, which is number one international bestseller on Amazon. You guys can go and get it. We laid out specifically when you should be hiring people, if you should be hiring people. Do not be seduced by the idea that you can build a team and you somehow can magically make the team members do all the prospecting and do all the heavy lifting and do all the stuff in your business that you don't want to do. Yes, you should hire staff to do the processing of the transactions and the pounding of the signs and making of the brochures and the loading of the pictures and ordering of the, you know, whatever the other things, the Mickey Mouse stuff. But the actual sales, which some of you guys think you can effectively delegate, one in a billion people can delegate that. Because if you think you can hire someone to start prospecting expireds and unrepresented owners, AKA FISBOs, why would that person work for you? <laughs> they could just do it on their own, right? Yeah. So Julie, let's get to your first point on that sub point. I need a, well, I need a system so for hiring the right people. Yes, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, and how to train them. Well, to your point, Tim, and furthermore, not only why would they work for you, but if you're doing it because, if you're hiring them because you don't like doing it or you're not effective at it, how in the world would you ever hold them accountable? <laughs> it's impossible. So let me get back to some of the answer here. One of the questions is who do you need and when, when you're having this question of hiring and firing the right people? Well, we always recommend transaction coordinator first, then either a buyer's agent or a referral agent. And I think you're right, Tim, agents try to go straight to prospecting and lead conversion because it's something that they see as, you know, maybe full of conflict and they need scripts and skills and they just think they can skip that step. We have recommend against trying to skip that step because we've never seen that work out. You mentioned in Harris Rules, we get really uh, drilled down in this, and it's also a big section in Premier Coaching. It's called Team Building, so we have a lot of discussion and coaching on that right there. And then uh, my second thought, I think you covered, delegate lead follow-up and lead generation after you have mastered it, not because you're avoiding it. Next, I wrote down, let us train them up for you. Premier Coaching covers every aspect of real estate, lead generating, converting, following up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing. And then as a side note, don't give too much credit to DISC, Myers-Briggs, et cetera. Remember, that's a profile, not a diagnosis. Some of you guys think if you just hire the right combination of letters, that out, you know, the world will rain leads on you and everything will be converted nice, spick and span, and you won't have to work. Not the case. And in fact, in Premier Coaching, I just posted a great discussion about that and how to, how to use it as a tool but not as a diagnosis. So let's go to question number so, three. So, but what Julie's really saying is if, you're, if you believe DISC is real, you're the tool. That's what she's trying to politely say. DISC <laughs> is, yeah. is pseudoscience witchcraft. And those, we, here's why yeah. the reason DISC frankly pisses Julie and I off. Just cutting through it, okay? Because it is abused and it is used by ignoramuses that do not understand that it's just fake. DISC is, has resulted in more hardship, more pain and suffering from its misuse. 
And Julie posted again, and Julie, maybe you should send this to um, our our writing team so they can maybe do an extended version of your article yeah. on Premier Coaching for uh, all the general consumption. But really the bottom line, guys, is DISC and Myers-Briggs and all of those things is just sort of a profile. It's certainly nothing you can actually believe in. There has been uh, so much uh, history that's proven time and time again that those things are just essentially a parlor trick. So please do not hire and let alone fire people based on their disc profiles. Lots of real ways that's been abused. We have been to real estate seminars before where supposed DISC experts are in, you know, doing some breakout session. And Julie and I will circulate to the back of the room and we'll listen to this person talk like, hey, they know what the hell they're talking about. Talking like DISC is like a law, like the law, you know, like gravity. And, and just absolutely, completely brainwashing all these agents in the, in the audience, believing that somehow magically, you know, the DISC stuff is, is going to be some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of way of looking into the future of whether or not someone's actually going to be an effective hire. It's not, guys. It's just pseudoscience. It's it just, that is what it is. So please, if you've been DISC profiled and it's come out that you're highly analytical and you're not sales oriented, you're not this, the other thing, what happens is some of you start to believe that that means you can't sell or the worst ones are the drivers. I test driver, big surprise, right? But then what happens is when you become a, oh my God, I'm a driver. So I could ignore details. I can push people around. I can be a jerk. I never have to actually have, learn how to have customer service. Oh, I'm sorry for being rude. I'm a driver. I don't have a, you know, I mean, it gets abused both ways. So look, I mean, we have rallied against and against DISC being anything other than just a parlor trick. For as long as we've been doing this show, I caution all of you to judge people based on their history, hire people based on their performance. Don't hire people or retain people based on what they say, based on what they do and based on their characters, not some stupid made up test. Next question, number three. I need more predictable business. Success seems so random in real estate. Coach Julie? Yes, well, so again, I referred to the Harris Rules book because that's the big drill down on this. But multiple spokes, as in spokes in your wheel, when you have multiple spokes in a bicycle wheel, it goes faster with more security. You hit a bump or a rock and you don't wipe out. Well, we have a, the analogy of spokes of business, your pipeline. The more of them you have, the less, the less feast and famine you'll have. You must be working with both people you know and people who you don't know in order for you to iron out that randomness in real estate. Second thing I wrote down is the accumulation effect is driven by your daily productive schedule. The accumulation effect can work for you or against you depending on what it is you're accumulating. If you're accumulating a lot of days where you don't know what you're supposed to do first and you're just putting out fires or perhaps sleeping the day away, that accumulation is gonna be negative. When you accumulate lots of days put together where you're doing dollar productive things in a specific fashion, it's not long before you see the accumulation effect on your side. Lead follow-up daily, lead generation daily, these things that typically get avoided the most, and you guys use creative distractions to get away from them. So hold yourself accountable. Daily minimum number of contacts is a great place to start and then modify when you know more of your own ratios. The daily minimum number of contacts should equal the number of deals you need to do yearly. Now, contacts are a conversation with a decision-making adult actually about real estate. It's not voicemail. It's not a postcard. It's a real contact. So to have more predictable business, you have more predictable days, more predictable actions, and then soon you'll find that your closings are closer together, 
as a result of all of that productive work. And there's lots of ways that we have set up to help you. Real Estate Treasure Map has our uh, recommended schedule in it. So does Harris Rules and all of our normal premier coaching. Anything you want to add to so, I mean, we could talk about spokes on its own show. Well, um, we have. You know, to get more Countless times. Yeah. So, guys, by the way, Julie just touched on it. Just go to our main website, timandjulieharris.com, and use the search bar and just put in spokes in the wheel, and you'll find probably about 10 shows specifically where we describe to you what spokes. So a spoke is, again, a source of a business. What spokes put on your wheel first? What spokes to, you know, are the ones that are going to be the most consistent? And by the way, a punch, you just kind of foreshadowing those of you who actually take this research to the next level and learn more about our spokes thing is that many of you are going to realize that you've been putting the wrong spokes on your wheel first. Many of you guys are doing the passive stuff first. I'm going to get a farming campaign going. I'm going to start mailing postcards. I'm going to start doing maybe long-term lead follow-up for you know, centers of influence and past clients. The problem is that so many of you guys are investing in all this stuff because it requires the least amount of sales skills, but it also has the slowest, if any, results. So you guys will start doing direct mail campaigns and six months will pass. Maybe you'll get a little nibble here or there. Maybe someone will say, hey, I got your postcard. And that'll be all the encouragement you need. A year will pass, still no business. And then you're going to basically starve. You're going to go, well, I thought this damn direct mail campaign was supposed to work. Maybe if I just keep on doing it for another six months, then you spent more money. And then you'll find out the only business you were actually getting was from the fact that you knocked on that FISBO's door. Guys, this is how it works. This is the reality of making money in real estate. You have got to really think to yourself, anytime you're finding yourself attracted to any spoke, any lead generation system that is easy, that everyone else can do, that's passive, that requires potentially no rejection. You mail a postcard, no one's saying no to you, are they? They're saying no to your postcard. So guys, if you're finding yourself attracted to stuff like that, be introspective, realize that you are not doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. You are just hoping and praying that somehow magically that postcard will land in the right person's hand at the right time and all the stars will align. And those stars would have to be that that uh, same seller wasn't receiving 10 other postcards, that that same seller wasn't receiving 15 pumpkin pies from all the people that are pestering them from centers of influence and past clients, that their neighbor's not a real, you guys get the point? Not likely. So you guys got to really think, yes, those things can work, but they should not be your first spokes, even your second or third spokes on your lead generation wheel if you expect to be successful in this business at all. All right, uh, so a quick reminder, if you've not requested your free coaching call yet, when you do so, not only are you going to be entitled to a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches, but we're also going to give you the books that Julie spoke of. We're going to give you Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate. We're going to give you the Real Estate Treasure Map. We're going to give you your 12-monthly generation plan. All those books arrive to you digitally just by requesting a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And on that coaching call, what they're going to focus on is really what you want to, whatever you want to focus on, but most people want to focus on forming their lead generation wheel. And that's really what the thrust of the call is about. Some of you guys have been waiting to get into premier coaching. You've been, uh, you know, we were not allowing new members to enroll until what was it, about two weeks ago. So if you want to get into premier coaching, you definitely want to go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and learn more. And we're doing, um, we're going to be continuing to do because it's such, frankly, we're getting such great feedback on it. Make sure if you've not yet scheduled yourself for the agentmillions.com event, agentmillions.com, we're trying to do a couple of these per week where we're going to have usually seven to 10 um, live people and then some replays of other interviews I've done where we're going to expose you guys to the exact thinking of the agents that are the most successful. And by successful, by the way, we don't necessarily mean just selling the most houses. We mean the folks that are making the most net profit. You know, guys, at the end of the day, you're in business. 
so that you know you can one day be rich. Rich is where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money. And the only way you're going to do that is if you're focused on making net profit from your business, not just spitting transactions. So while there's still time, I want you guys to seriously think about what direction you're already starting to take for the rest of this year. If you've been tuned into us for a while, I know what direction you're on and I know where you're going to get to and just stay the course. You know, focus, follow one course until successful. For the rest of you who are discovering us for the first time, I strongly encourage you to make this start with the thought, and that thought can only last a millisecond, then it has to be followed by action, that 2018 will be your best year ever, no exceptions. There are going to be no exceptions to that. Whatever it takes is what you're going to do. Start with requesting a free coaching call. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. If you guys need us for anything, at any time, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming... This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.